In our message today, we're going to talk about Something Remains, is the title. Something that Remains, and turn to the book of Romans, chapter 7. The book of Romans, chapter 7, that's in the New Testament. It's in the New Testament. I just realized, we won't cover it right now, but I realized we skipped our Bible Minute. I knew I was missing something, and so we will get back to our Bible Minute next week, but we'll have to do two minutes to cover it. Um, so I apologize for that uh, to the congregation. There were some things, several things going on today. So Romans chapter 7. And those that are listening are like, what do you mean the Bible Minute? It, we just go over some Bible literacy kinds of things, kind of like you would in Sunday school, um, but uh, just for the general congregation. Um, so it's not like uh, we're not going to be covering Bible at this point. So Romans chapter 7, we're going to read verses 13 all the way through to chapter 8, verse 1. So Romans 7, 13, uh, through chapter 8, verse 1. Now, there's lots of back and forth in this that you can kind of follow along. And in, so in Romans 7, 13, Has then what is good become death to me? Certainly not. But sin that it might appear sin was producing death in me through what is good, so that sin through the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing I do not understand, for what I will to do, that I do not practice, but what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in, my, in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. For the good thing that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I find in a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Well, that could be confusing. We just have to break it apart and say, what in the world is he talking about? I want to do this, but I don't, and I do that. and I. So let's just kind of break it down a little bit. So verse 14, verse 14 it says, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. So carnal, the law is spiritual, but I am carnal. If you think back, we had some lessons um, on the epistles written to the Corinthians, and he talked about uh, where there were stripes and contentions between them, that they were carnal. And at that time, we would have introduced you the concept of the natural man, the unsaved, the carnal, which is saved, but a, the scripture would tell us, a babe in Christ, and then those that are spiritual, but 
basically those that are spiritual are at a place where they've surrendered their lives to God. doesn't mean that they have arrived as far as continue, they need to continue to grow in God and in Christ, but there is this inner thing, this something remains. There's something that remains. <clears throat> I think I'll change the title to that. Something that remains. After we become a Christian, there's something that remains. It's that words are like carnal nature, the sin nature. We are born in sin. There's this natural striving, this enmity, this, this, this warring. So let's walk through that just a little bit. Verse 14, for I know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, so under sin. Verse 15, for what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, what I want to do, that I do not practice, but what I hate, that I do. So think about that just for a minute. I want to do it, but I don't. And of things that I don't want to do, I seem to do those anyhow. See, I think at some point in our walk with Christ, we can come to the point that God can help us with some of our natural tendencies. Maybe it's your temper. Maybe it's what happens when you smash your thumb, the words that come out. What is that natural tendency? Those things God can help us with. Those are just some examples, but you might have some problems with some attitudes and things like that. And we have to get to the position then that we understand this warning. It's like, I shouldn't have done that. But I always seem to do that. The thing that I know I'm not supposed to do, I'm always doing. And the thing I'm supposed to always be doing, I know that, I just seem never to. That's that, that tug and that pull. That's when they put them around of carnality, that, that babes in Christ. And there, there comes a point, we'll come to that when we surrender to God. It doesn't mean that we're still not growing, but we basically, we've surrendered our heart house to allow God to remodel it because the way that our heart house has been laid out, some might say the way we were born, has some inherent tendencies. That inherent tendency, that flesh, that worldliness, that part where we look at a young child in a nursery or in a, a setting and they go, mine, 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 mine. I never can, I can always think of finding Nemo. I, I just always do. Remember Finding Nemo and you have the seagulls in the, up in the sails? If you've been around a lot of young kids and, and they see something come up and they go, mine, mine, mine. It's that we're always looking out for ourselves. And you think about some of the strifes and some of the challenges we have with other people is mine, mine. For what I am doing, verse 15, 15, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice, but what I hate, that I do. Now let's uh, skip down to 17. For now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. So sin that dwells in me. So sin, usually, usually, not always, 
But in context, sin in the Bible refers to that, that carnal nature, that tendencies. Sins are the acts that we commit. Sin is the condition of our heart. But sin that dwells in me, for I know that in me that is in my flesh. Nothing good dwells, for to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. And me is in my flesh. Verse 23. For I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. It's that warring. I don't want to do that, but it, that strife. I know that what I should do, but it's that carnality, that sin nature. It's what remains after conversion. We're not talking about what you, you might have remembered, heard me use the phrase, but if I haven't used it before, you're not familiar with it. Sin properly so called. That's uh, last week we referred to that. I erroneously said James 2. I was corrected. It's actually James 4. Um, but uh, it is James 4. But sin properly so called, it's that that we're held accountable for, that blamelessness. But remember in verse 18, it said, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. So I want you to turn over to the book of James. The book of James is after Romans. It's towards the end. end. So you can find Hebrews, James. This follows that. Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James. And we're going to go, it's only got five chapters. We're going to the fourth chapter of James. And I want to share with you verses 1 through 10. James chapter 4, verses 1 through 10. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? So let's, let's, cover, let's read that again. Let's back up and we'll read those first four verses again and then continue. James 4, verse 1. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members you lust and do not have? You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterer and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scriptures say in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, 
but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. You're trying to serve two things, God and self, or God and the world. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. And he will lift you up. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Beseech you, therefore, brethren. Don't, don't worry about look, uh, turning to this one. It'll be on the screen, and we'll go through it quickly. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. There is this warring. There's something that remains. And if we, we find in Scripture, carnality is the word that it's given. It's that old man in other places. It's that sin nature that you'll find. And that is what that warring is. But, but, if we present it to God and say, okay, in humility, I'm going to step out of the throne place, out of the control place, because I want to do good, but I'm not doing it. And I don't want to do these things, but I seem to keep doing them. There is this war, I need your help, God, and so we say, here, God, here's me. Here's me. I'm taking, I'm, t I'm getting off the throne seat. I'm getting out of the way. I'm giving you the deed to my house, my heart house. You can have it. <clears throat> and then he can come and cleanse it. He can come and cleanse it. I can think of a situation in my life where there's something that I struggled with for years and years. And I prayed that God would come and cleanse it. Now, did he take away the temptation? No, but he took away that impetus. He helped me in it. And there's other things when we surrender to God, he goes through and he starts to remodel things and he starts working on our temper or he starts working on the word choices that we do. Some things he takes away immediately. For some people, it might be take, might take away their addiction to cigarettes right away. Now, it doesn't mean that they should carry around a pack of cigarettes to prove how well uh, they won't smoke. Shouldn't, you shouldn't do things like that and tempt it and present yourself a temptation. But God can help us with those things, but we've got to present it to him because we try to fight those fights on our own and we're not able because there's this war inside and we have to say, okay, God, here I am. I'm not only giving you this thing, I'm giving you me and I need your cleansing. First John 1, 9, we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all righteousness. And we think about the sermon last week where Paul, not Paul, Peter, <laughs> I get it right, and it's in Psalms, that's the P part. It's in Psalms, David needs a clean heart. We need some rearranging, we need some cleansing. So just, if you're in the midst of this warring, there is this something that remains, and you'll find it throughout various doctrines. 
and they deal with it in different ways. How to deal with this thing that remains. The Catholics talk about purgatory to get rid of the things that remain. But we believe through Jesus' death on the cross, we have the opportunity for him to come and cleanse us of that through his shed blood of not only forgiveness of sins, but after you've had the forgiveness of sins, you're going to come to a realization as scriptures become open to you that there's something not right. There's something deeper. There's something more. There's something more. There's something needed. I remember that's how my grandfather, he became a Christian when he was 35, and he, was, he would go out singing and things like that. He didn't know how to read music, but he was a song evangelist. And he would go out singing, but he knew there was something more that he needed. And it's that deeper walk. It's that place of surrender. It's giving over to God so that he can help you with that inner warring. So that you're not double-minded serving. So that's our message today. Where are you in your walk? Have you surrendered to God? Is there a, that warring? Is God asking you to give everything to him let's be standing together father god i pray that you would help us in this midst of dealing with living life that we realize that inside of us there's this warring this battle these tendencies that we're born with this enmity against you, and may we come to the place that we surrender all to you and we say, here God, here I am. I'm tired of getting it wrong. I'm wanting to do the right things, but it's not in me. There just seems this drive to do the bent to sinning, as has been said, that, that we're out of alignment, like a car out of alignment, and we just keep going in the ditch. Lord, would you fix us? Would you fix the alignment in our car? Would you cleanse us? Help us to surrender to you, present ourselves to you, and say, God, please come and cleanse me. And then as we turn our hearts over to you, like the clay to the potter, to start rearranging and shaping us in the right way. Oh, cleanse us and give us a clean heart, as David prayed. Lord, help us to draw ourselves closer to you. Draw nigh unto God you would deny unto us. We thank you, Father, for that promise, that availability, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. With your hearts bowed and your... Um